Hello, America. From Washington, D.C. in our Blaze Studios in the uh, belly of the beast. Welcome to Friday. It is the Glenn Beck Program. We have a lot on our plate today. Bill O'Reilly is going to be joining us in just a few minutes. We're going to be talking to the the doctor in um, in Oregon who believes that there's really not enough research that has been done on this whole mask thing and lockdown to prove that that is effective at all. In fact, he believes it's making things worse because he has said this. He has lost his license. Is that really where we are in America? Yeah, it is. So how do we define America? We begin there in 60 seconds. This is the Glenn Beck Program. American Financing, NMLS 182334, www.nmlsconsumeraccess.org. Oh, you know what I love? I really love this. I saw in the headlines that uh, it looks like the housing market may be headed for a bubble. No, that wouldn't happen with really low interest rates. People going in and buying too much house and then we have some sort of economic collapse and people lose their houses. How is that possible? That could never happen. Don't worry about it, gang. No, you should worry about it. And if you are getting a new house, uh, if you're if you're having to move or wanting to move, please make sure that you get the lowest finance rate you can possibly get. The interest rates are at historic lows, but don't buy too much of a house and know that trouble is on the horizon. American financing. If you are fiscally responsible you're going to call American Financing. Now, you can not be in the market for a new home. American Financing can help you with your mortgage as is. If you're paying 4%, you're paying too much money. And believe me, you're going to want that extra money. 800-906-2440 is the phone number. You can go to AmericanFinancing.net right now, and they will help you. Please be financially uh, and fiscally responsible by going to AmericanFinancing.net, 800-906-2440. So I saw a story, by the way, we're uh, live in uh, our studios in Washington, D.C. Uh, my daughter and I are here for uh, the the uh, White House Christmas party tonight. My wife and I were going, but she had to stay at home. And uh, so my daughter, uh, Cheyenne, and I are here for a father-daughter date. Uh, what a cool what a cool thing if you were 14 years old to go to the White House uh, and, uh, and meet the president and first lady and have a Christmas party. So we're kind of here selfishly uh, enjoying ourselves uh, but I will pass on your heartfelt thoughts, prayers, and and uh, and support to the president when I see him uh, tonight. I saw a story last night as I was laying in bed and I was reading the uh, the news that I might have missed, and I saw a story that I normally would not get involved in because I don't like judging people's souls by any stretch of the imagination. Um, but I don't think that's what was happening here. Former NFL coach Tony Dungy has weighed in on the Georgia Democrat Senate candidate 
Raphael Warnock, wondering if Warnock, who's a pastor, qualifies as a Christian given his support of abortion. Dungy questioned Warnock, the senior pastor of Ebenezer Baptist Church in Atlanta, who recently claimed to be a pro-choice pastor. After his tweet, Tony Dungy wrote that Warnock may be a pastor, but my question is, is he a Christian? Does he follow the teachings of Jesus, and does he believe that the Bible is the absolute word of God? Dungy said it's difficult for someone who supports abortion to be a proper Christian. I think it would be difficult for someone who believes in God and God sees us when we're in the womb to think it's okay to choose not bringing that life to fruition. So I wanted to take a different angle on this. Tony Dungy is looking at abortion and I think rightfully saying that when it says, I think it's in psalms or is it palms uh i knew you before you were born that means that that is an individual that is life so can you be a christian and believe in abortion gosh this is one of the most difficult questions that we face as human beings, when does life begin? I happen to believe it begins at conception. It is the only time where we unite with the maker. Three of us make that child. We make the body. He makes the spirit. And I, I have to take the scripture uh, literal before you were born, I knew you because my faith also teaches that it's not a clump of cells. However, I feel uncomfortable saying somebody's not a Christian if they believe differently. But I think Tony just uh, Tony Dungy was justified in questioning that. Not just on abortion, um, but because of his other belief. His other belief is black liberation theology. And so I wouldn't want to give a definitive answer on whether someone's a Christian or not. I find it hard to believe, and that's the way he said it. It would be tough, but that doesn't rule it out. But if you believe in black liberation theology... I do believe it rules you out as a Christian. This is not Christ-centered. And that is Jeremiah Wright and Warnock in, uh, in Atlanta. Now, this is the guy who's running for the Senate. Again, I said at the beginning, I don't like... I, I normally would never go in to judge someone, whether you're Christian or not, because I don't know your heart. You could be a horrible person on the outside and just completely misunderstood by all of us. I don't know. Only God can judge. And I'm super sensitive to it because there are so many people that say, because I am of my faith, I'm not a Christian. 
Well, that's fine. Don't judge me. Don't judge me by what you see. Judge me by what I do. That would tell a lot of people, probably half the country, that I'm not a Christian. Half the country would look at me and say, yeah, he's pretty Christ-like, I guess. That's where, that's where God has to come in. But if I can look at what somebody actually claims they believe, and then I compare it to what Christ talked about and what he taught, I can say whether you're a, Christ, a Christian or not, if they don't match up. And when, when you're talking about black liberation theology, you're talking about something entirely different than what we believe. Now, remember, this is a new idea in 1966. So this isn't some ancient thing. This is 1966. And Warnock, his spiritual leader, is the guy who came up with black liberation theology in 66. He says he's the man. So if your theology is all coming from Reverend Cohn, the guy who came up with black liberation theology, something that is steeped in Marxism, well, then we can judge you on whether or not you're actually a Christian. Not what's in your heart, but what you actually believe. So are you a Christian if you believe in black liberation theology? Well, I don't think so. First of all, because it is steeped in Marxism. <clears throat> and if you do any work, any work on Marxism, you will come to believe that it is uh, from the dark side. I think it's actually from the very jaws of hell. I think it is evil myself and evil for the same reason, except black liberation theology packages it a little different. But evil for the same reason that black liberation theology is evil. It doesn't teach that the individual matters. It doesn't teach that God came to liberate all of us. It teaches economic salvation and how to balance power. That's not what Jesus came to do. Jesus came to give us spiritual salvation. Jesus came to say we are all sinners, all of us. And we all need redemption. And it doesn't matter who you are. You can be rich, you can be poor. Jesus came to the poor for the same reason that most Christian missionaries go to Africa or the jungles of South, Af South America, or they go to Harlem over Greenwich, Connecticut. It has nothing to do with race. It has everything to do with humility. When people are successful, when people are rich, they generally are not looking for any answers because they think their life is full. Now, you can be rich and miserable and that person may be humble enough to actually look and seek a different answer. Why is my money not making me happy? Because this isn't about money. 
Life is not about money. It's not about station. It's not about power. You can be, as so many, including Nelson Mandela, showed us, you can be perfectly happy and spiritually fulfilled in prison. Read the words of Dietrich Bonhoeffer that he wrote from prison. They're beautiful. They're amazing. How could he possibly achieve that when he knew he was going up to the gallows and going to be executed by the Nazis? Boy, I don't know, but I want to find out. I'd love to get there someday. You can't be a Christian and believe that Christ came for economic salvation. You can't be a Christian and believe that Christ came to balance the power. He didn't. He had no power on earth. He he said that. My kingdom isn't here. You can't be a Christian and believe that you need to get them. You can't believe in vengeance. What is the purpose of the cross? What is the purpose of, of a man who is dying in the most humiliating way? You have to remember, having something nailed to a tree in ancient times was the lowest of low. So here is a king who is being nailed to a tree. And he says, while he's dying, Father, forgive them. They know not what they do. Where's the vengeance in that? Where is the get Where is the, you're only doing this to me because of my skin color? Because they also believe that Jesus is black. Historically, that is, he wasn't white. He was Jewish. I don't care what color he was. To me, it makes absolutely no difference. But if you're part of black liberation theology, Jesus has to be black. They base this idea on the Exodus. Well, at what point in the Bible did God turn the Jews around in the desert and say, okay, you need to make weapons and you need to get them. We're going back into Egypt to get them. Never. Never. At what point in the Bible where the Jews taught vengeance. At what point did, did Yahweh say to the, the ancient Israelites as they're leaving uh, the Pharaoh, you're a victim. You're a victim. You have no power. Those who wanted power, those who wanted riches, they were condemned. 
those who had been freed and then turned back and said, we got nothing out here and turned against Moses, turned against God and said, we need a golden calf. They were condemned. I haven't even gotten to my real point yet. Give me one minute and I'll come back. All right, let me tell you about X Chair. Something wonderful has happened in the wide, wonderful world of putting butts in seats and keeping them comfortable. It's the X Chair. And I've been telling you about the X Chair for a while. I'm sitting in one now in our studios in Washington, D.C. They're sleek, they're stylish, top of the line in both comfort and ergonomic perfection. X Chair is the next generation of office chairs, but it just got better because they've just introduced the XHMT from X Chair. It stands for Heat and Massage Therapy, and it attaches to the X Chair that provides heat and massage technology right to your body's core. It helps boost your energy. It helps. It helps with muscle recovery. It increases blood flow. It's great. X Chair. Get the upgrade today with the XHMT. Get an X Chair on sale now for $100 off. Go to xchairbeck.com. That's xchairbeck.com. Or you can call 844-4X-Chair. X Chair, 30-day money-back guarantee. You can finance your purchase for as little as $30 a month. Plus, go to xchairbeck.com. Use the promo code XWheels for free X-Wheel blade casters. It's xchairbeck.com. 10 seconds, station ID. Let me just hit two more points and then I move past this. And the reason why this is important is because this is the stuff that our children are being fed now. And this is a man who they're trying to mainstream. Who is not mainstream. In fact, black liberation theology, all liberation theology, I believe, is dangerous because it is steeped in Marxism it is evil, and it is evil. It is an anti-Christ teaching. You, you fundamentally miss who Jesus is if you believe in collective salvation. And this is something that Obama believed in because he was taught at the feet of Jeremiah Wright. But even Obama politically knew, I got to get away from that. Warnock in Georgia is still defending Jeremiah Wright. And why is he doing it? Because he didn't learn at the feet of Jeremiah Wright. He learned at the feet of Reverend Cohn, who is the author and architect of black liberation theology. He's got it from the source. He deeply believes in collective salvation Collective salvation means none of us can be saved unless all of us are saved. He believes in, in something that really truly is Gnosticism. And that is there are some people born knowing Gnostic. Gnosis means 
you know you're born knowing well it's not it's just that some are born knowing some are born and they're irredeemable some are born racist in black liberation theology that would be the white man you are evil and you are racist and that's the way you were born and blacks are not racist they can't be racist because that's the way they were born this is Gnosticism. This is not Christianity. At this time of year, I celebrate Easter more than Christmas, quite honestly. Because I know what Christmas led to. And what Christmas led to was my personal salvation. That came at the lowest point in my life after I was on the rocks. He saved me personally. This is the Glenn Beck Program. So you remember those uh, musicians on the deck of the Titanic who just stayed up there and kept playing as the ship went down? Yeah. I'm like them, except I'm yelling to anyone who will listen uh, that the holidays are going to come and be gone and you'll have missed the opportunity to you know order someone that you love the perfect christmas gift from omaha steaks i'm like saying don't go to the lifeboats we got steak i mean might as well go down in style right omaha steaks the deluxe grillers assortment plus four free burgers and free digital meat thermometer at exclusive price go to omaha steaks right now and enter the promo code back into the search bar that's where you're going to find the deluxe grillers assortment which has a little bit of everything in it plus because you use my name you're going to get free four extra burgers it's not just steak it's a fantastic gift and a great way to share the joy of the season it's omahasteaks.com omahasteaks.com make sure you use the promo code back in the search bar And what better way to celebrate Christmas than sh- going to get your Nancy Pelosi bashing material? Uh, BlazeMedia.com. Check it out. This is the Glenn Beck Program. Uh, according to NBC News, Dr. LaTulip uh, in July allegedly told a patient who asked for guidance on when to get tested for coronavirus that uh, asystematic people should not be tested and that wearing a mask does not prevent transmission. The doctor directed the patient not to self-isolate because being around other people would provide immunity from COVID-19, according to the state board's documents. The medical board found that he and his staff refused to wear masks in the clinic and urged patients to remove their own masks. Medical board investigators who visited Latulip in his uh, office said there were no screening procedures upon entering the premises, no hand sanitizers available in the waiting area, which now means this doctor constitutes an immediate danger to the public and presents a serious danger to public health and safety. He has lost his license now to practice medicine. He is joining us now, along with his attorney, Dr. Stephen Latulip, and uh, it's Mariah Gondiero. 
welcome, doctor. Thank you very much, Glenn. Pleasure to be here. Um, first of all, let me let me see if we have the facts right on this. They say that you uh, told a patient not to self-isolate. Uh, you told them not to wear masks. And when one of them uh, said they were going to wear a mask, you dropped them as a patient. Is, is that true? That is all completely incorrect. The truth of the matter is that I gave my patients an informed consent about the mask uh, I practice evidence-based medicine, and I seem to be uh, trying to be told that I have to follow an executive order provided to me by our governor. Um, I don't tell her to pra- how to practice her job, how to do her job. Um, I feel that I need to treat my patients according to the real evidence of medicine. I never once have fired a patient ever uh, for any reason other than being extremely rude or or disruptive, obnoxious to my staff. Secondly, I have always allowed patients to wear masks with no problems. I don't harass them. I simply give them an an informed consent and I say, make your best decision on that. And if uh, they choose to wear a mask, then I allow them to do that. Uh, They lied about me having no sanitizer. The sanitizer is in the front just behind, uh, at the window, because uh, there was concern about people stealing it initially. We have sanitizers. We sanitize each room before and after uh, every patient is evaluated. And um, we also have seen every COVID suspect patient at the end of the day, isolated completely from all my other patients. But the Oregon Medical Board never asked me about any of my protocol. They just stated, I am not using a protocol, and that is just simply not true. So let me ask your attorney, um, because you're an attorney that is uh, a a firm that generally takes on religious cases. Uh, You advocate for faith and freedom. Is Is this a faith question, or is this a freedom question, or is it both? Well, this is definitely a freedom question. And I think what's really ultimately happening is political retaliation. You'll see in the order that they claim this is an emergency. But the first complaint that was filed was back in July. If this was an emergency, they would have filed something then. They had the evidence then, and they didn't file an emergency suspension. What happened is my client committed the greatest offense of all. He attended a Trump rally recently, and it was after that that the board suspended his license. So to me, this appears to just be political retaliation and also a violation of of his due process rights. They didn't give him adequate notice. They didn't give him an opportunity to object or a hearing. They just simply called him up and said, we're terminating your license. Didn't give him an explanation at all. So you have you have said that Fauci is a fraud, um, which you have every right to say. I don't know why all of a sudden it's uh, well, Fauci has become our golden calf, I think. Um, But you say he's a fraud, especially on the mask thing. 
And you make a very good point about hydroxychloroquine. Can you explain what you mean by Fauci is a fraud on this? Yes, it's very simple to put forth. Dr. Fauci's standard, if you will, is that uh, regarding the use of hydroxychloroquine to treat COVID-19, he makes one simple statement. There is no randomized control study. So based on using, quote, the Fauci standard, uh, I would ask anyone to say, show me one good quality study, one randomized control study that shows me convincingly that the mask actually prevents COVID or helps to reduce COVID infection. I could easily argue based on scientific methods that the opposite may very well be true and perhaps that ought to be investigated, but nobody seems to be interested in that because ultimately it comes down to obedience to whoever uh, the current um, chiefs are saying uh, it, it doesn't matter what real science demonstrates to us. But if you look before March of 2020, you see a completely different standard. And then when it became opportunistic for Dr. Fauci to change his tune and now say, oh, let's wear a mask now. He suggested possibly wearing goggles. I was actually waiting for them to say, let's use earplugs, too. That way we can be deaf, dumb, and blind. <laughs> so um, why do you suppose all of this is happening? Uh, why are they coming after doctors uh, like this? Uh, they are coming after the doctors. The key issue that the media, or excuse me, that the uh, po population is confused about is that uh, of the question of early treatment versus no treatment. If you are an independent physician, such as the COVID-19 task force or the frontline doctors with which uh, group I affiliate, we argue that there is a very effective early treatment uh, that can keep everybody out of the hospital. I have done that, uh, but if I am an institutional physician or a hired hand, then I must absolutely say there is no treatment. And in fact, the Oregon Medical Board declared that uh, point blank. There is no effective early treatment at, that, at this time. And that is frankly a lie. I have only treated about 100 COVID patients uh, from start to finish, but the fact remains that every single patient that I treated, uh, the very next day when I would call them and ask them, how are you doing? They said, wow, thank you, doc. I'm feeling so much better already. And every one of them by about one week's time are chomping at the bit saying, I need to get back to work. I feel great. Thank you very much. So I have an extremely effective early treatment protocol. I have had zero failures. And by the way, it is a true statement. I and my staff have never worn a mask throughout the entire pandemic season, but I also have had absolutely zero problems with infectivity. So if you look at the evidence, I would ask the board, show me where I am a danger to society and to my patients and to the spread of coronavirus, because the facts show exactly the opposite. And Frankly, I would never do anything to harm my patients. They are my family.
So let me go back to that question because that was a great answer, but not exactly the question uh, that I that I asked. Let me rephrase it. Um, right now in the media, there is a big push for authoritative sources. So I would not be an authoritative source. Uh, Ted Koppel talked to me about um, people like him having to license people like me to be able to speak to the American people. There is a push to have ABC, NBC, CBS, Washington Post, New York Times. They're the authoritative source and anything that disagrees with them, then social media will weed out. So my question to you was, why are they going after you? Is it the same kind of authoritative control by a group of, of doctors and a, a cutting of the ties of the individual doctor and the individual's opinions? Uh, Glenn, you're forcing me to speak the real issue. The crux of the matter is yes, just as you say, this is at its core uh, not completely about a virus, but it is a very political issue. They are controlling me. They are trying to shut me down because I have a difference of opinion about the mask and frankly, as I stated even at that rally, the mask is, in my opinion, a symbol of submission to a rogue government faction. That's what is at the core of this. It has nothing to do about protecting a population from a virus because the truth is, according to all of our scientific evidence, there is no data to show that it does that very thing. In fact, uh, their big argument is respiratory dropules. Uh, now, if you think about people wearing a mask, fidgeting with the mask all day long, they are spitting, if you will, into the mask all day and then rubbing it in their face, fidgeting. The Oregon Medical Board says that the primary source of contamination is touching the face. Well, everybody that wears the mask is touching their face all day long. And by the end of the day, what they're wearing is a facial diaper completely contaminated, not just with virus potentially, but with all kinds of bacteria that get rubbed on the skin. And then you have pathology caused directly by the mask and possibly increasing the risk of infection. But they don't want the public to know that. So what is what is where do you go from here? Well, um, I believe I started a war that I have to fight and that I must win. I am getting all kinds of support from physicians across the country, uh, from people who are saying, I absolutely cannot wear a mask. This is truly a mask of tyranny, and I'm in for the duration, and all I am interested in is the truth, and I am interested in practicing evidence-based medicine without interference from my government. I am the one with a medical degree. My governor does not have a medical degree. I wish you the best of luck. We uh, stand behind your effort to have a voice and have a position and, and be a doctor. Um, and we will be following your case. Thank you so much. God bless. Thank you, Glenn. I appreciate it. You bet. Let me uh, tell you about our sponsor this half hour. It's Honey. It's a fantastic app that searches the web when you're shopping online, finds all the best, best promo codes and coupons to save you money. 
you know, when you go to the checkout cart. Well, you probably knew that, but what you haven't known is that now for Christmas, you can make a list of all the gifts that you want from certain stores, and Honey will watch that list 24-7 and let you know when the prices on anything on that list drops. And they're also having the great Honey giveaway, a million dollars. They're going to start just randomly picking uh, lists and buying some of these gifts for you on that list. Now, it's a random thing. No purchase is necessary. You have to have a PayPal account to redeem the prize. And the giveaway ends December 21st. It's valid only in the U.S. You can enter and get the rules. Just go to joinhoney.com slash Beck. It's joinhoney.com slash Beck. You're listening to Glenn Beck. So there's a trending uh, a tweet from the president, and if people are saying he's conceded. Uh, not at all. That's not what this tweet means. Stu, can you read it? Do we have time? Uh, yeah, it says, now that the Biden administration will be a scandal-plagued mess for years to come. And then he says, it goes on to say, it is much easier for the Supreme Court of the United States to follow the Constitution and do what everyone knows has to be done. So... People are reading because he said a Biden administration and that is a come. concession. Yeah, yeah, it's, yeah, it's not a concession. What he's saying is now that the media and everybody has admitted that it is going to be a nightmare scandal plagued uh, for years. If he gets in, it makes it easier for the Supreme Court to say it's going to be a mess either way. So it takes away the arguments uh, okay. he's alleging. It takes away the arguments of the, you know, the inner fighting and the Supreme Court going, you can't you can't do this. You can't overturn the will of the people, you know, uh, so easily, even if constitutionally it's right, because it's going to be a mess. So he's arguing essentially. He's yeah, good. he's saying that it's going to be a mess either way. A theoretical Biden administration will be so bad the Supreme Court should step up and make it more more of a four more years of a Trump administration. Yeah, you've got you've got a massive scandal on your hands and knowing what we know, not knowing what the regular American knows, but knowing what we know, because we haven't shut ourselves down and refused to share with our audience the facts of what was happening with Joel and Hunter Biden. He's saying this is going to lead this will lead to impeachment. Um, this is not good. It's going to be scandalous because it's not just about Hunter Biden. It also is about Joe Biden. Well, you're going to be seeing him uh, soon. So that's Maybe not a can, concession. You could just run it by him. See what his thoughts are. I guarantee you <laughs> yeah. that's what he meant by that. But I'll run it by him tonight when I see him. That does make a we're, lot of sense. Uh, li- we're live in Washington, D.C., and Mr. Bill O'Reilly is next because it's Friday. Hey, everybody knows PayPal, but did you know that they were teaming up with Honey to save you money? Honey is the free online shopping tool that automatically finds the best promo codes and applies them to your cart. And now it's part of the PayPal family. Just add Honey to your computer and shop on all of your favorite sites like normal. When it comes to checkout, just click the little Apply Coupons button 
when it pops up a few seconds later honey scans the database for all the working coupons on the web and watch your price drop honey works on nearly every online store walmart doordash home depot uh lululemon macy's honey has found over two billion dollars in savings that's why they have over 100,000 five-star reviews on Google Chrome Store. Not using Honey is literally passing up free money. It is free to use and installs in just a couple of seconds. Get money for free by joining Honey. Joinhoney.com slash back. That's joinhoney.com slash back. Hello, America, and welcome to Friday, which means we have Mr. Bill O'Reilly in 60 seconds. This is the Glenn Beck Program. Ah, there's nothing better than your car breaking down. I remember about five or six years ago, driving an old truck. I was going out. We cut down the family Christmas tree. I mean, it it was, I felt a little like Chevy Chase. We cut down the family Christmas tree. And as we're, we have to get somebody to pull us out because we're stuck in the mud. Then we get pulled out. We get onto the open highway, headed home, and the truck breaks down. Oh, it was great. It was great. Well, we got a rental truck, and we put the tree in the back of the rental truck, and we, uh, we, we, we lost the tree halfway home. It just flew out of the back of the truck. Anyway, it was, uh, it was a great night, uh, and uh, actually turns out to be one of our favorite memories of going to get trees uh, for the family. But I remember the bill uh, at the end of the day. I remember the repair bill for the truck. Now, I don't have to worry about it. Now, I remember the price of things that happen to my trucks uh, because they're out of warranty. I remember the price of them now because I can't believe. I mean, I walk out every time. They're like, Car Shield took care of it. <laughs> and I walk out like, quick, kids, let's get out of here before they figure out. I mean, it's an amazing feeling. Car Shield. Find out why the Car Shield cars go further. If you have a warranty and it is expired, get the peace of mind that I have with Car Shield. 800 665 2157. 800 665 2157. If you have Car Shield, the only thing you're worried about when you get home with a Christmas tree is that the Christmas tree blew out of the back of the truck several miles back. <laughs> And those people that you were like, what is their problem tailgating us and flashing their lights? They were trying to tell us that a Christmas tree blew up. Anyway, 800-665-2157. Mention the promo code BECK or visit carshield.com. Promo code BECK. Mr. Bill O'Reilly. How are you, sir? You know, Jack, I think the reason that people were angry about the picture with your daughter on the plane with you in the mask, I, th- I, don't, I think you're missing why they were angry. Okay, well, why were they angry? Because they couldn't see your goatee. Oh, is that what it is? Yeah. 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 I, mean, I don't yeah. think so. I was amazed. I, I, I'm, I'm here in Washington, and my daughter and I were flying here last night. I'm on a commercial flight. And yeah. we are both masked up because, A, you're required to. B, right. if I take my mask off, I, I mean, I practically eat with my mask on on the plane because I know yeah, what happens to people food? like me. They gave you food yeah, they on did. the plane? 
Yeah, they. I require it. I require. Wow. It. They're required by law to give me food uh, on the plane. Well, uh, you know, but I, I know, know that people are people take a picture of somebody like me without a mask on for a second, and they're like, "Look how irresponsible he is!" Even uh, though you're I eating. Know, I know. But what uh, you know, you if you watch the football games, some of the coaches have the plexiglass. You know, you can see through it. Yeah. Um, and, yeah and I, that, <laughs> I think that's what you should have because then everybody can see the goatee. You know, because I love you that. look so much like Colonel Sanders is very comforting to uh, okay. all the American people. Thank you. You're Thank welcome. you very much, Bill. You are. All right, Bill, there is a, a something trending on Twitter today, and it says uh, uh, Trump concedes. That is that's the trend right now. Number yeah. one on Twitter. Stu, can you read the exact uh, quote from the president? He tweeted it just a little while ago. It's being wildly misinterpreted. I just explained it to the audience, but I want to hear your explanation on why he might have tweeted this out today. Okay, so he's talking about the Ukraine scandal. He says, now that the Biden administration will be a a scandal-plagued mess for years to come, it's much easier for the Supreme Court of the United States to follow the Constitution and do what everyone knows has to be done. Is that a concession, or what is he saying? No, why would that be a concession? He's trying to get the Supreme Court to uh, stay the election. That's what he's trying to do. You know, I, I have right. to say, Twitter and all of this stuff, I mean, I, I'm i on Twitter. I think I am. I know Holly the Terror Dog is. Um, <laughs> and it's a very useful tool to get information out. But if people believe what they're reading, not only on that, but on Facebook or anything like that, I don't know what to say anymore. So, you know, the president of the United States, in his heart, knows he's lost the election. I don't think he believes the Supreme Court's going to give him a stay. Although I really admired the way Paxton, the attorney general of Texas, worded the lawsuit. I thought it was brilliantly worded. Um, But Trump knows he's leaving. He just wants to create so much chaos that he can run again in three years, because that's when the campaign would start, and win again, a la Grover Cleveland, who, Beck and I, I mean, you know, Grover is a big, big part of our lives. Um, I loved him on Sesame what, Street. I loved Trump him as a president. Okay, so I, let me disagree with you. Let me disagree with you here for a second. Sure. I think that, I think that Donald Trump um, uh, believes that justice isn't going to be done on a myriad of things. He believes he won the election, but it's not going to turn out that way in the final count. Is that what well, you you're believe? not disagreeing with me? That's all absolutely. Yeah, true. you said that. He, yeah, he, he you said that he knows he lost the election. I don't think he thinks he lost the election. Well, he knows I don't that think he's going to have election. to leave the White House. He, he okay. believes that it was a fraudulent election. And there's only one solution right. to that belief and to that controversy, only one. And that is for Barr to appoint a special prosecutor to investigate the election of 2020. First step, bring in the Dominion voting machines from a variety of swing states and do forensics on them. That's number one. That has to be done. And number two do analytics on the mail-in votes. So why isn't that in play? I mean, that's a nonpartisan thing. All Biden supporters should want that. Joe Biden himself should be calling up Barr and saying, hey, let's get a special counsel in here so that my election isn't tainted. 
So we'll get the truth out to the American people. Not that the American people would believe a special counsel at this point, but evidence is evidence. And you're never going to get evidence about voting machines unless you do forensics on them. Ever. All right. And you're never going to get mail-in voting corruption unless you do analytics on it. So let's do it. Everybody should unite and do it. And that's the flaw of this country. So we're, we're in tribes now, like killing crazy horse, all right? So Native Americans had 300 tribes, and they could never unite on anything, and they got their butt kicked because of it. Tecumseh tribe failed. Now we have a country where citizens hate each other. I mean hate each other. Because they can't come together and get reasonable solutions to our problems. Now, is there anybody listening to us, and I guess millions of people are, Beck, who would object to a special counsel trying to find out the absolute truth of the 2020 election? And if you object to that, please move to Costa Rica. I want an honest country with honest elections. Yeah. So let's do it. So because that's the right. only way. It's not going to uh, happen. Here's well, let I me go back to that, Texas. I, Hannity uh, and I, me have launched a campaign. We want you and Stu on board. All right. We if if all of us get together and pound it for the next month before Barr gets out of there, maybe he'll do it. Why wouldn't he do it? It's Barr. Not why Trump. wouldn't Why wouldn't he release the evidence that he had on Hunter Biden? Why Why wouldn't he? Why did he allow that unethical. to go on? It's unethical. I'll answer your question. He should. The Justice Department should have said Hunter Biden is under investigation, and so is Jimmy Biden. Should have done that when the investigation began. All right, because right. It, it rose to that level. But you can't comment on an investigation while it's. I'm not way. saying comment on an investigation. Just I'm saying it. when the narrative came out that that an investigation was going on, they didn't say they wouldn't confirm that an investigation was going on. I know, and that was wrong. And the excuse is we didn't want to get involved in electoral politics. That's why the Durham uh-huh. report didn't come out. Okay, and why isn't it out yet? I don't agree yet? with that at all. I, I agree right. with the American people should know what the deuce is going on. That's what I agree with. But now we have to move forward, and the only way we can move forward in this country is to get an exposition of what happened during that presidential vote. And Joe Biden should so, want that. He should be number one on that. I want that. I don't want to go down in history as somebody who might have been elected by a tainted vote. I know my logic is I agree with you. I know. It's just not going to happen. Let me ask you this. Let me ask you this. You better start. I'm I'm with you. I want the investigation. I'll stand there with you side by side and say, Barr should investigate this. He should open an independent council because if we don't have a, a faith in the the voting process, we don't have a country. That's we right. don't have a country. I so wanna, I'm with I you on that. I want to see this on the blaze tonight. I want to see this. 
I don't control I the blaze. I don't tell. Table. I don't tell the newspapers. I, I don't tell the newsroom what to uh, what to do. I have nothing to do with it. Um, now let me let me ask you this, Bill. Yes. Let me go back to Texas. Two two thoughts on this. One, your thought on should it be heard? Is it a reasonable request? And will it be heard? It will not be heard because the Supremes don't want to be the election deciders. And they know if they overturn the election or even stop the process of the inauguration, there'll be violence in the streets. Now, people say, well, that shouldn't be a consideration. It should be just based upon the law. Oh, that's true. But these are human beings, all right? And they know the consequences of providing an avenue of chaos in the election. They know the consequences. There is no doubt that this country would be on fire in this time. When the radical leftists put the torch to the businesses, there will be people shooting back at them. Wait, 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 wait. That's basically the same answer I gave you when I said it's not going to happen. Well, and I got a lecture you from you. So, you asked me, will the Supreme Court hear the case? And I believe they will not. I think there's a 15% chance they will. Should it be heard? Should it be heard was the first question. What? Should it be heard was the first question. Boy, that's an interesting question. I would do it. I would do it. But I would find a mechanism that the court didn't have to remedy the vote. I would try I would try something like this and I don't even know if this is constitutional. But if I were the chief justice of the Supreme Court that's John Roberts, okay? Who is not a profile in courage. I would <laughs> try to say we are going to stay the vote right now in lieu of a special counsel investigating what happened. Now, that would throw the country into chaos. There's no doubt about it. But I think morally that's the right thing to do. Well, it's been done twice or three times before. What? Correct. It's been done before. I mean, that's why we have it going to the House. You know, it's only happened in the early 1800s. That was way, way back. But it has happened before. That's what the Constitution calls for. If you can't certify the vote... Because of whatever the reason, it's got to go to the House and they select. Yeah, but I don't think I would put it there because that's a political move. Because then Trump would be elected. It's a constitutional move. What we need and what the Supreme Court needs is what happened. You know, we need to know what happened. How much fraud there was. And who did it so we can put those people in prison? Um, That's what we need to know as a nation. So you don't want the court to come in and say, yeah, Texas has got an absolutely good case logically, because they do. People who voted for Trump feel, believe they are disenfranchised because of cheating on the other side. Alleged cheating. So then... So here is... you're, You're okay on YouTube now. Here is the question that has been posed to me by listeners. So we believe there's a good case that this was not done right. 
No one is willing to look at the actual facts. Judges are just dismissing it without actually having an, an, an open hearing about it. Uh, everything is just being dismissed. If the Supreme Court dismisses something that you have a good point should be listened to. What do the American people do that believe that this was this is not justice? What, what do they do? Suck it up. Just take it. Or we move, suck it up. Or move out of the uh, out of the country. I mean, we're we're in a historical cycle now that is basically saying to every single American, we're going to do what we want. We, the power brokers, the judges, the politicians, whatever, and we don't care about you at all. That's where we are. So this country is ready for a new leader to say no. But I don't see that person on the horizon. So for everybody who voted for Donald Trump, there's a good chance you're going to get screwed by your own country. Okay, so so wait a minute, wait a minute, wait a minute. Hang on, hang on, hang on. I've got to take a one-minute break. Uh, right. But then we're coming back because uh, I got to question that uh, philosophy here uh, in just a second. Give me one minute. We're back with Bill O'Reilly. All right. Welcome to Christmas and holiday season sale from Chamonix. During the se- sale, you're going to get Chamonix's brand new Zotique Deep Correcting Serum. Absolutely free with your order. When you get the Zotique Deep Correcting Serum, you're going to get the silky smooth skin that is free from redness, acne, and acne scars. And while you're at it, you get faster collagen production as well, Zotique Deep Correcting Serum uh, increases firmness and smoothness of your skin as well, which means you say goodbye to the crow's feet, the laugh lines, all that stuff. With these immediate, uh, immediate effects, you're going to get results in 12 hours or less, guaranteed. And look, by guaranteed, that means uh, everyone's going to see the difference in your skin or you're going to get 100% of your money back. That's the Chamonix promise. It's a great gift as well. 800-577-8709 or go to GenuCell.com. It's G-E-N-U-C-E-L. Dot com. Treat yourself this holiday and get Chamonix's brand new Zotique Deep Correcting Serum, Crystals at Home Microderm Abrasion Treatment, Exfoliating Mask, and a Surprise Luxury Gift, all free with your order today. It's four free gifts plus a free upgrade to priority shipping. Order now at 800-577-8709 or go to GenuCell.com. It's G-E-N-U-C-E-L.com. 10-second station ID. We believe life, liberty, the pursuit of happiness, and that to secure these rights, governments are instituted among men, deriving their just powers from the consent of the governed. And that when any, whenever any form of government becomes destructive to those ends, it is the right of the people to alter or abolish it and institute a new government laying its foundation on such principles and organizing its powers in such form as to them shall seem more likely to affect their safety and happiness. They should not be changed for uh, light and transient causes. And accordingly, all experience has shown mankind is more disposed to suffer while evils are sufferable. 
than to right themselves by abolishing the forms in which they are accustomed. But when a long train of abuses and usurpations pursuing invariably the same object invinces a design to reduce them under absolute despotism, it is their right, it is their duty to throw off such government and provide new guards for the future of their security. So we're supposed to just let our government violate our rights, take away our rights, abuse those who disagree and think this is totally corrupt? We just take it, Bill? These are two different questions now. All right. The first thing is, if the system does not stop the election, which is 85% in stone, you asked, what can Americans who feel disenfranchised do? My answer was nothing. You can't do anything. Joe Biden will be president. Then you are asking a second question, a larger question. If the reason that Joe Biden is president is because the system is corrupt and not respecting the rights of individual Americans, what then can you do? That's a future problem. You have two choices. You can propose new laws, which I have, the Fair Election Standards Law, which should be passed so these mail-in votes can be cataloged in one way, not 87,000 ways, which leads to fraud. Or if you don't want to do the vote route, the legislative process route, then you can get your gun and start to shoot. Okay. Uh, there is a there is another uh, solution to that, and we're going to continue this conversation in just a minute with Bill O'Reilly. This is the Glenn Beck Program. Uh, wow. We <laughs> kind of took a turn from the usual fun and frivolity of Friday to kind of heavy places. Uh, that's why you need a good night's sleep. There's a lot of things going on. You're going to need a good night's rest. Sleep like an angel when you lay down your head on a my pillow. It's a very pleasant coma. It really is. Uh, my pillow, you can fall asleep almost instantly. You'll be comfortable all through the night. Your pillow doesn't get hot. You can fluff it just you. I mean, it's an amazing thing. You put your fist through each side of the uh, pillow and all of a sudden, it is back to the way it was on the first night you had it. It's, it's really a remarkable thing. Now, they have the lowest price ever for only $29.98. Those are $70 pillows. That's for the regular size. The king-size pillows are only $5 more. Mike's also extending a 60-day money-back guarantee. Just go to MyPillow.com. Click on the new radio listener specials and find this amazing offer, MyPillow.com, or call 800-966-3117. Use the promo code BACK. And go to BlazeTV.com slash Glenn. Promo code is Glenn to save 10 bucks off your subscription. And you can always hear Bill O'Reilly at BillOReilly.com. A conversation that will most likely be taken out of context and used against us uh, by our new media masters. 
uh, social media and those who wish to silence uh, freedom of speech and freedom of thought in this country. But I think it's an important conversation to have nonetheless. Neither one of us are calling for a rush to arms or anything like that. Um, personally, I, I like the uh, representative in Texas that is putting together um, uh, a, a bill to secede from the United States in the great state of Texas. I think it should at least be considered by some and not because of the election. As Bill and I were talking, I want to make sure that we are talking the same thing because he said you got to suck it up and take it if the Supreme Court does nothing. I think I agree with him to some degree on that uh, in, in, in like 99 percent of that. There's part of me that really is bothered by it. But you don't have the evidence yet. You have suspicion, but you don't have evidence. And it cannot be for light and transient causes, as the Declaration of Independence says. And this is important, but you don't have the evidence. So find the evidence um, and do it the right way. Now, when a long train of usurpations happens, and let me go through this with you, Bill, we have the loss of truth, the abuse of our children in these schools, and it doesn't matter, it seems, what we want as people, um, what has been done to Kavanaugh, what was done to Trump um, in in. In our own halls of Congress, the the loss and the deep state of the State Department, the intelligence community, the FISA courts, the corruption in the DOJ, the cover up of everything Hunter Biden and Joe Biden. And that's just the beginning of that list. Uh, the 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 collusion with the government officials, media and high tech. High tech's never going to be broken up because there's too many Republicans that are getting money uh, from places like Google. The Great Reset, if this stuff happens, the Great Reset, the Green New Deal, the Digital New Deal, packing of the court, if those things begin to happen, a forced vaccine, I don't think you're going to see people stand by and say, I'm part of this. And I just think there should be some ways that we have decent conversations of who each side is and what we believe because i no longer believe what many people uh who claim to be defending the constitution believe so why am i forced to live under their rules if they don't want to live under the constitution i do so why can't i separate peacefully well you can i mean look what's happening in new york and california People are just leaving. You were one of them. You left New York and went to Texas. Now the problem is that the country itself is, and I don't believe there's a majority of Americans supporting this, by the way. But the media supporting is so what? powerful, and the social media companies are so powerful, that that's the impression you would get. Right. That far-left progressive loons are running the show. They're not. If you look at the vote and analyze the vote, Republicans almost won the House. They, they are going to win the Senate. I believe the two Georgians, Republicans, will win. And um, Biden's on very, very short leash. Economy goes south. Next time around two years, House will be Republican. So it's not dire black, and people should understand that. But 
let's stay in the election zone because that's what's got everybody crazy. So earlier this week, just for reporting accurately on what was happening, I lost a bunch of premium members on BillOReilly.com. Now, we have, we have a huge audience now, and it didn't hurt us that much, but I was shocked that people were uh, didn't want to consume my news every night, my news analysis, because they were hearing factual things they didn't like. It's my job to tell you the truth and back it up, and I do. Right. And I've been successful right. doing that for 45 years. But now we're in a country where some people are in a dream world. So the heavy odds are Joe Biden's going to be president. And it is very possible that he got there in a fraudulent manner. He didn't do it, but his acolytes did. I certainly believe there was fraud in Philadelphia, in Atlanta, in Detroit, in Milwaukee, and in Las Vegas. I believe personally, based on what I've seen, that there was fraud in those areas, and they're all swing states. So anyway, then your question comes up. What do you do? Well, you can't do anything unless you want to move out of the country. So, okay. So, So I think we agree because we don't have hard evidence you don't you don't show up at a crime scene and say well who did it well i think it was that guy prove it when you just arrive at a crime scene you have to gather evidence and there's no time in this process to gather evidence right. and actually exactly have right. a reasoned case and trial there is not so, enough time to do forensics on the Dominion correct. voting machines. All right? Correct. And so Rudy but, Giuliani but, is not going to overturn the election by bringing people in to swear they saw things that happened that were nefarious. Those things are probably true, but it doesn't rise. And that's what the Supreme Courts and all the other courts are relying on. They're saying, eh, we're not going to do it. Because we don't know for sure, beyond a reasonable doubt. And that's why this special counsel is so important for the future of America. Because we do need to know what happened. And for Donald Trump's own fortunes, if it's proven a year from now that there was massive fraud in this election, he walks in in 2024. He walks in because most Americans if it was proven, if it was proven that it was fraud and he won by fraud. Yeah, that president should be removed. You can't. There's no vehicle for it. All right. This is like John Quincy Adams against Andrew Jackson, the corrupt bargain that Adams made with Henry Clay. I don't want to bore your audience with it. But it's exactly the same thing. There was a backroom deal made. Jackson won the election. But no, it was Quincy Adams. But next time, Jackson walked in. There is no mechanism to remove Biden once the votes are certified by the states, even if later on fraud is demonstrated. 
But for the future Which of the is, country, you've got to know what happened. And you know what? Which is, the press doesn't want to know. This is what really gets me mad. Hide Stu, because I'm really getting upset. <laughs> the press couldn't care less if it was a corrupt election. I'm watching the CBS Morning News. is disgusting. Hard news coverage. No. Oh, there was unverified. No. Did you look at it, CBS News? Did you send one correspondent to these places to take a look at it? No. That's the danger to the republic. Once Stalin and Mao and Hitler had control of the media, they did what they wanted. Who has control of the media now? Both social media and corporate media. Who has control? The far left. That's the danger. Let me give you, let me give you something from today's New York Times. Falsehoods and threats. Nonetheless, the attorneys general of 17 states, including Florida, South Carolina, Tennessee, Indiana, Arizona, Utah, and the Dakotas, have backed the Texas lawsuit. Yesterday, more than half of the Republicans released a legal briefing supporting it. If they get their way in court, they won't. They will break the country, said David French. Uh, They are doing so, as my colleagues Jeremy Peters and Maggie Haberman uh, have explained, largely because they believe that defying Trump would damage their standing with Republican voters. By doing so, the politicians are inflaming the public, French uh, noted, uh, and that belief is fueling an outbreak of violent threats against election officials, including dozens of Trump supporters, some armed, went to the home of Jocelyn Benson, Michigan's Democratic Secretary of State, began shouting obscenities. On Twitter, Trump supporters have posted photographs of the home of Ann Jacobs, a Wisconsin official, and mentioned her children. In Phoenix, 100 Trump supporters, some armed, protested the building where officials were counting the votes. In Vermont, officials received a voice message threatening them. Execution by firing squad. Seth Bluestein, a Philadelphia official, received anti-Semitic and violent threats from uh, after Pam, bon- uh, uh, Pam Bondi, a Trump ally, publicly mentioned him. A Georgia poll worker went into hiding after a viral video falsely claimed he had discarded ballots. This goes on and on and on. But let me play something that you heard yesterday from a a woman in the Michigan House. Here is what she said about Trump supporters. Listen to this. This is just a warning to you Trumpers. Be careful. Walk lightly. We ain't playing with you. Enough of the shenanigans. Enough is enough. And for those of you who are soldiers... You know how to do it. Do it right. Be in order. Make them pay. Do you remember what the press said about uh, Donald Trump is sending secret codes to the Proud Boys during the debate? (laughs) This isn't a secret code. She's saying, get them, make them pay. I mean... Bill, you, you don't have a country if you have people in control who are only seeing the fault in one side. Look, the New York Times is no longer a newspaper. The orders to all of their reporters are, 
go out and destroy Donald Trump and the people who voted for him. And that's been in play now for five years. So anybody who doesn't know that is an idiot. But I'll give you one stat. And this nails down any of the New York Times or any of these other people who are attacking people who are angry about the vote. There were more than 2,000 law enforcement agents hurt in the George Floyd protests. 2,000. Who hurt them? Did one Trump supporter hurt them? Was that reported anywhere? You hear that anywhere, you guys? Nope. Okay, that's it. That's all. So, Bill O'Reilly, we're living in a country. Yeah, we're living in a country that is um, angry. That's not going to get calm down anytime soon. And my advice to my viewers and listeners on BillOReilly.com and the syndicated radio I do every day is to be a loyal American. I didn't leave the Catholic Church when all of this pre-scandal stuff happened because I knew the theology of the church was sound and the people who ran it were flawed. And I don't care about the people who run the Catholic Church at all. I care about the theology. I love my country, and I believe it's the best country on the planet. But we are in a bad cycle right now. And all of us who love the country and are patriotic need to step back and work to stop the corruption. Not going to be easy. It's deeply ingrained. But the biggest impediment to improving America is the media. Because those are the people that carry the propaganda and the hate and refuse to let the other side even speak. And you saw that. Bill, I've got to run him up against a network break. Thank you for your Friday. Author of uh, Killing Crazy Horse, great book. Pick it up wherever you get your books. Bill O'Reilly will talk next week. Let me tell you about Simply Safe. If you want to keep your home and family safe, whether it's from a break in, a fire, flooding, medical emergency, you got to do everything you can to ensure their safety. And that's why you need Simply Safe Home Security. It delivers top of the line, twenty-four-seven protection. When you get a Simply Safe season, uh, uh, system, you don't just get an arsenal of cameras and sensors; you also get all the people behind it. Simply Safe has got your back, day or night, ready to send police, fire, or EMT straight to your door when you need them the most. Simply Safe, affordable, easy to set up. Right now, you get a free home security camera when you purchase a Simply Safe season, uh, system at simplysafe.com. That's simplysafebeck.com. Go there now. Simply SimplySafeBeck.com. This is the Glenn Beck Program. Welcome to the uh, Glenn Beck Program. It is Friday. Um, if you were listening yesterday, I read a, a letter from a teacher, and there is a massive update on that that you don't want to miss. I'll get into that next hour. Um, it was, it's, it's pretty remarkable, uh, what happened yesterday and we'll tell you all about it. Also, uh, we have Alan Dershowitz on with us, uh, towards the end of next hour. He's going to talk a little bit about the court case. 
uh, for the Supreme Court. And I'm interested to see what the Supreme Court is going to do. And I think if we had a court that was all constitutional, that didn't care about the ramifications, they would at least hear it. I don't know how they would rule, but they would at least hear it because it is a constitutional question that can only be decided by the Supreme Court. Uh, They should take it. And, you know, especially like that Pennsylvania case where there was no dissent. No Clarence Thomas, Amy uh, Coney Barrett, no dissent. Well, then what are you going to say when those guys say nothing? Take the case, hear the case, and help America heal or set it on the right path. We have a couple of hero stories for you. Uh, Hopefully, General Flynn will be joining us here in a few minutes. He's in Washington, D.C. I'm in Washington, D.C. We'll talk about that coming up in a second. Another hero story, an update from what happened uh, yesterday. I read a letter from a teacher uh, to their the school's uh, parents saying, I got to warn you, this what you're about to have happen to your kids is very dangerous. I told you she was in trouble for speaking out. I'm going to give you an amazing update on this brave woman coming up in just a second. Also, the meter, the media and uh, Hunter Biden, the actual then and now the actual words that they said then now that they're covering this time magazine has named a person of the year i'll give you a hint it's not a person and also alan dershowitz on the texas supreme court filing what does it mean does it have a chance all of that and more in 60 seconds this is the glenn beck program Well, it's the weekend, and you know what that means. Pounding down a case of beer, heading up to the mountains, you know, hunting Sasquatch with a baseball bat. Is it, ju- is it just me? Or you could be just kicking back and grilling out, no matter what the weather is, on a Rectech grill, which is honestly a little more enjoyable than, uh, you know, beating a giant Sasquatch to death with a baseball bat. I mean, at least in my, at least in my circle of friends. It grills, it smokes, it even bakes. It's a Rectech. Its smart grill technology ensures that you're going to get a perfect meal every time you use it. And you control and monitor the whole thing from an app on your phone or any device. It's beautiful. It's built like a tank out of stainless steel. And with Rectech, you're cooking with culinary perfection. Don't take my word for it. A, B, these things. Go to uh, Rectech, R-E-C-T-E-Q.com. That's Rectech.com. Go there now. I am in uh, Washington, D.C. I flew in last night with my daughter. Um, I posted a couple of things on Instagram, a picture of my daughter and I on the uh, airplane, and I was <laughs> I was shocked by how many people uh, said to me on the Instagram posts, I can't believe you're caving in and you're wearing a mask. Well, yeah, that's the price of flying now. It's kind of like, I can't believe you stood in that line for TSA. Yeah, well, that's kind of the price of flying now. If you want to fly, you got to do it. I choose to fly right now. 
and I don't think it's a problem uh, to do it. You know, if I don't want to fly, I want to drive. I'm not wearing a mask. Uh, if I if I want to go into a restaurant and they have a mask policy and I don't like it, I'll go eat at another restaurant. Uh, I mean, it's it's the way society works. And I agree with you that it's ridiculous, but everybody has a right um, to uh, wear a mask or not wear a mask. Unfortunately, uh, the states constitutionally do have a right to require you to do certain things in a pandemic. I don't agree with it. I don't like it. I don't do it in my own home. I just said to our makeup artist, she came in, she was all masked up. And I said, if you're wearing that because of political correctness and being around me, you don't have to wear it. If it makes you feel more comfortable, you can continue to wear the mask. I don't care. I don't care. Uh, But, uh, you know, if you want to fly, that's what you're going to do. Anyway, so my my wife and I were invited to the uh, Christmas party at the White House tonight. And uh, she had to stay home and deal some things with the uh, family. And so I took my my uh, youngest daughter, Cheyenne, and she is getting all dressed up. She's very excited uh, to meet the president today and go to the White House. I can't imagine as a 14 year old kid what that what that memory is going to be like, Um, you know, especially after the White House is burned down to the ground and we're all living in Gula. (laughs) Sorry. There is a uh, there is a a march that is happening here in Washington D.C. and you may not have heard about it because they didn't put together a website or anything else. It's all really kind of word of mouth. Uh, but it is the Jericho March, which is a call upon all people of faith for prayer and fasting and the peaceful protest in the service of God, defense of life, liberty, and justice. It's called the Jericho March. And it's comprised of Judeo-Christians praying to God to intercede and help us, forgive us, and expose the darkness, you know, of ourselves and of others so we can find real justice and a way to move forward uh, at this time. It's supposedly going to be a uniting celebration. Of course, it's not going to be because Antifa and others will be there. And if it's even covered, you know, this is what really pisses me off. You know, I I got here today and I was supposed to leave tomorrow morning and the city is expecting such a crush of people. I hope that's true that they said you may not be able to make your plane. And I said, is it a good protest or a bad protest? They said, well, it's it's a Jericho march. And I said, oh, well, then I don't mind moving my plane. I'd like to stay for it. I hadn't heard of it. Here we are at a time. Do you remember the the pink hat revolution? All of those marches, how they happened and they were covered endlessly. How come none of these are getting coverage? I mean, I know the answer to the question, but I mean, I just like to point it out. There's no website. It's happening tomorrow morning here in Washington, D.C., around the U.S. Capitol and the Supreme Court. Uh, A lot of our friends uh, are going to be there, uh, including Eric Metaxas. Uh, General Flynn is also going to be uh, speaking and uh, a lot of others either through video or actually being there. That's tomorrow in Washington, D.C. Now, 
let me give you an update on something that happened yesterday. Yesterday, I told you about a very brave teacher, a teacher that wrote to the parents of her students and said, there's something that is coming next week and you have the right to opt out. And I have opted out. I refuse to teach this and it may cost me my job. But I'm not going to teach it, and I'm writing you this personal letter from my personal email account so you as parents know I'm concerned and what my concerns are. And she went into it, and she even provided the links to the videos that were included in this sex education. And she said it's not a sex education. It's actually a, uh, a sex indoctrination or relationship class. Uh, doesn't sound like anything I want my kids in, but I mean, if you do, that's fine, I guess. Well, she was afraid she was going to lose her job. Um, I was afraid she was going to lose her job. This was a big risk on her part. I got an email late last night from this teacher and I want to read it to you. Glenn, thank you so much for reading my letter. Sometimes we as teachers do feel alone and wonder if we should even bother speaking out. First of all. I feel the same way every day and everybody I have the luxury of people writing to me saying, Glenn, there are millions of us that are behind you. We feel the same way. Don't stop speaking out. Let me do you that favor and say that to you. If you feel alone, you're not. You're not. It is by design. In fact, Cheryl Atkinson and I talk about this on the podcast that's out today. Um, I interviewed her for, what, an hour or 90 minutes yesterday. She's fascinating, uh, and she knows what's really going inside the media. But I went to places I don't think anybody's ever taken her uh, and, and talked to her about feelings and opinions on different things as well as facts. Uh, and I will tell you that we have got to stand up and stand together and don't feel alone as she said yesterday that's by design by design anyway she said i'm encouraged that you advocated for teachers on such a level we need our warriors by our side to fuel us forward we need to know that we are more than just a few tiny souls i am thrilled to tell you that after i sent that email to approximately 90 parents i was called into the principal's office yes that trip is still intimidating. To my relief and joy, my principal assured me that she had no intention of letting me go. She is a believer herself and was disgusted by the content of the lessons. She jumped through many hoops to meet my request of being removed from any association with the sex ed curriculum. Further, she did as much as she could to put distance between the students and the curriculum and provide the parents with the only pathway for the student to access the information. I am so thankful for my principal. To give you a bit of background, we're a Title I school. I'm a lifetime resident of this area. Uh, we are living in the buckle of the Bible belt. She said many people in the area believe they're born with Bible in one hand and a shotgun, shotgun in the other. She lives in Oklahoma. She said, Tulsa, being a city, is more liberal than its suburbs. I met many uh, folks who treasure their Christian heritage and ache 
as the destruction of their moral fabric creeps into their students' lives. Maya Principal assured me that my job is safe right now. I'm thankful for that today. But if things change, I'm ready and I'm in peace. As for keeping my submission anonymous, I deeply appreciate the respect you showed. Most people in the media wouldn't have blinked twice at the potential consequences of divulging my information. However, I am not afraid. With God as my provider and my protector, my my life is truly an open book, and I am okay with my name being said aloud to anyone in regards to this issue. I have nothing to hide and nothing to apologize for. I, I cannot take my job and my income, which is in fact the primary income of my family, to heaven with me someday. I will take my acts of love and answer for how I use the life gifted me. If you'd like to talk further about this, please feel free to call me anytime. Thanks for being a strong vessel of God in his service Amy Cook. Amy, you are a remarkable godsend and a real light in the darkness. May your example inspire many others to do the same. And may this conversation that we have had without even speaking or meeting with one another, may it inspire people to know that they too need to stand and that they are not alone in the peace of God and the peace that Christ has given us, especially at this time of year. Thank you, Amy. American financing is here. COVID has uh, led Americans to use credit cards for everyday expenses this is happening more and more now, and, you know, it's well as good as long as you're paying attention to the monthly statement, because at 17% or more of interest, your bill is going to start adding up fast, and there is nothing worse than high interest debt. Now, if it sounds familiar to you, I want you just to take a moment to think about getting a refi on your mortgage. This is going to be done without setting, resetting the terms of your mortgage. Because the mortgage consultants over at American Financing are known for helping homeowners save up to $1,000 a month, you need to call them. Now, $1,000 a month, simply by consolidating that debt into your mortgage, it's a strategic solution, and it's not as hard as you might think. Call American Financing and learn about their custom loan offers. Right now, there's no pressure, no upfront hidden fees, just as always, and they are ready for a simple conversation about better ways to manage your debt. Call American Financing at 800-906-2440, 800-906-2440. It's AmericanFinancing.net. American Financing, NMLS 182334, www.nmlsconsumeraccess.org. 10 seconds, station ID. From CBS News, quote, 
Federal prosecutors are investigating Hunter Biden's tax affairs, according to a statement released by the president-elect's son through the Biden-Harris transition team. Mr. Uh, Mr. Biden's son learned about the probe led by the U.S. Attorney's Office in Delaware on Tuesday. <coughs> oh, crap. <clears throat> Sorry, I have something in my throat. They learned about it on Tuesday. Two sources familiar with the investigation tell CBS that the tax investigation of Hunter Biden began in 2018. Now, this is the part that's really great. Sources explain that during the election season, the investigation went quiet, otherwise known as going covert, and noted that it would have violated policy at the FBI or Department of Justice by taking any said overt steps that would affect the election. Really? That's DOJ and FBI policy and the policy of the media, too, which is really strange and new because James Comey danced to the tune of a different policy in 2016, didn't he? Hunter Biden's statement said, I'm confident that a professional and objective review of these matters will demonstrate that I handled my affairs legally and appropriately. Legally? Well, that remains to be seen. Though it's entirely doubtful. Appropriately? No. Uh -uh. If Hunter Biden's business deals in China and the Ukraine are appropriate in any respect, Oxford and Dictionary.com are going to need to rush out an updated definition of the word, which they probably will. And as for the mainstream media that suddenly discovered their inner journalist, sort of, now that the election is in the rearview mirror... I think it's safe to say to, well, at least mention a potential little issue with Hunter Biden's taxes uh, being a little, a little hypocritical at this point. Because what did they say in the past? Well, let's listen. The New York Post story that dropped like a bomb last week, seemingly implicating Hunter and Joe Biden, continues to wither under scrutiny, not really dropping like a bomb. We have no idea, and neither does the New York Post, whether any of it was doctored or forged or faked. And that's why the mainstream news media has declined to really touch this story, um, because it just lacks credibility. The story that many intelligence experts say has all the hallmarks of a foreign interference campaign. First, it helps to really view this as storytelling, not so much as news coverage, but as political entertainment. So this political entertainment careens from conspiracy to conspiracy, like a serialized TV drama. How prominent an issue do you think this is for voters? How much do you think it matters? I don't think it, it matters a great deal with voters. That's what conservatives think they can lie through their teeth. The story mm -hmm. that even the New York Post knew was a lie. Who even thought to make that story up? We should note Hunter Biden isn't running for president. That argument has been debunked. Ugh. That's okay. unbelievable. Now, I mean, unbelievable. Let me let me just quote the Daily Beast here. Evidence of the larger probe was apparent, but went largely unnoticed in the days leading up to the November election. <laughs> uh, really? How? <laughs> It was largely unnoticed. How how was it large? I mean, I know how it was largely unnoticed by the by the people of America because mainstream media and social media censored it a hundred percent. 
They they said it was classic Russian disinformation. I yeah. love this. Yeah. It, I love this. It's amazing, too, because it's one thing. When I first heard the story, too, about the Hunter Biden laptop, it was dropped off at a, a computer store. It seemed like maybe it was last minute uh you know election shenanigans by some operative like it, it it definitely fit that profile however after a few days when the biden campaign would not deny it was his laptop just that how do you not go to them and say was this your laptop or not and the fact that they never have ever been asked to deny whether this laptop exists or whether it was his we all know now that it is it was his but they didn't even go to that extent to make them go on the oh. record and say it wasn't the laptop they had no could you possibly- interest because they didn't want to blow the election for joe biden how could you possibly uh, dismiss this authoritative voice let me give you some headlines here, Stu. I mean, they're mm. the authority on this. Politico, 1019. Hunter Biden's story is a Russian disinformation, dozens of former Intel officers say. Mm. Now, Justice Department interest in Hunter Biden covered more than taxes. Federal prosecutors have investigated foreign ties and possible money laundering. Well, that's uh, that's two months different. Mm. Uh, but they were authoritative at the si- at the time. You must listen to them because they knew what was right and everything else was wrong until two months later after the election. CNN, then the anatomy of the New York Post, dubious Hunter Biden story. Now, federal criminal investigation into Hunter Biden focuses on his business dealings in China. New York Times, then Fox News is covering Hunter Biden claims more than 2016 WikiLeaks emails. Now, Hunter Biden discloses he is the focus of a federal tax inquiry. USA Today tabloid got a trove of data on Hunter Biden from Rudy Giuliani. Now the FBI is probing the possible disinformation campaign. Is the Glenn Beck program? <laughs> it's amazing. All right. Uh, we have Alan Dershowitz coming up in just a few minutes to uh, comment on the Texas Supreme Court case. We'll talk about that. First, let me tell you about temp and toss. It's perfectly acceptable if you're the sort of person who still likes you know, taking your temperature and the temperatures of those around you the old fashioned way. Uh, but there's something, you know, there's something to be said for tradition, although I like to take baby's temperature free of the buttage thing. You know what I'm saying? Old ways aren't always the most accurate or the best way to do it. Right now, Temp and Toss is this little paper strip. It's revolutionary, and it is an accurate way to keep tabs on temperature of your sick kid or really anyone. It's a paper thermometer stuck on the forehead. Hours of accurate temperature readings without the need of any discomfort or buttage. And they come also on a roll. You can get them in a little box, at, you know, wherever, you know, major retailers. Or you can get them rolls of 5,000. Temp and Toss, available at tempandtoss.com slash back to work. You want to use it at work or just at home, find it at your usual retailers. And go to blazetv.com slash Glenn, promo code Glenn. Ten bucks off your subscription to Blaze TV. Ah, there's uh, two controversies we're both passionate about. I'm passionate about one. Stu is passionate about the other. You're going to have to decide which one's more important. I am very passionate about Ben and Jerry's new flavor. 
Uh, and <laughs> I'm the fattest man except for Santa, fattest man on the planet at this point. <laughs> and even I won't buy it because it's uh, it's saluting the very, very brave Kaepernick. Uh, ben and Jerry say Colin is just he's the very best of us. Oh, my. And so this is your way to salute Colin Kaepernick and his anti-police stance, anti-America stance. And I think, no, you could be the last ice cream maker and this could be the last gallon of ice cream on the planet. Answer. No, thank you. No, thank you. <laughs> no. Uh, even, You've I mean, been hippies the whole time. I mean, I thought I would get hippie hair in some of the, you know, ice cream flavors, you know, Ben and Jerry, but you've gone too far. This ice cream is dead to me. And it's not actually ice dead. cream, we should point out. It's, it is vegan, uh, some sort that of... That doesn't make it better. That oh. doesn't make it better. That just means what... <laughs> What you're, it's not even ice cream now. I was it's not, not even ice cream. I was not arguing it was an improvement. I was no, I know, I know, but you're just you're needling me. Mm-hmm. You're yes, needling me. I well, am. I'll turn about as fair, fair play. You know what, Stu? Mm. I mean, the media didn't know for sure that Hunter Biden <laughs> was in trouble. I they didn't I, they didn't know. Uh, I mean, it looked suspicious at the time. I can't take this one. Look, the Hunter Biden thing happens, and they this this story comes out in the New York Post. Again, I've written columns in the New York Post. Like uh, this, I'm not. I didn't. I wasn't like immediately d- dismissive of the New York Post, but it comes out, and it was a. It seemed like we talked about it at the time. The 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 way this came about seemed very shady. In that, like, really, Hunter Biden just dropped off his laptops with incriminating documents at a computer repair shop. And then it, it mulls around for a couple of years. And then a couple of weeks before the election, Rudy Giuliani gets a hold of it and just releases all this stuff. It felt questionable, I would say. Not necessarily that the it information did, it was did questionable. for the first... Mm-hmm. Yeah, not the necessarily the information, because the information was verifying other things, but how it got out and yeah. was released for about maybe, maybe 24 to 48 hours. Yeah, there's a reason to be skeptical, I think, generally. However, Correct. very quickly, uh, that changed. And the reason why, to me, it changed is that for some reason, and I don't know if anyone in the, the media bothered to look at this, but they didn't deny that it was his laptop. Like, when an ac- crazy accusation comes out two weeks true. before an election, you come out and you say, of course that's not his laptop. This was made up by Rudy Giuliani. They did not say that. They did not say that. And the media never went to them to try to figure out if it was actually his laptop. There was never a moment where they said, you know what? None of these emails, none of these videos are true. They just said, well, this is another series of attacks against our campaign. Yeah, but wait a minute. Are they true attacks? Did these things actually happen? Because these, this is something. We broke the news we showed you the email between the guy who is the service guy mm-hmm. and Hunter Biden's attorney mm-hmm. saying, hey, could we get the email back or can we get the the the, the uh, computer back? I mean, 
You can't say that it wasn't his when you're asking for it back. You had multiple business partners of Hunter Biden talking about not just that Hunter Biden, who we all knew was a douche before this, but not just that he was out there doing these things, but that his dad and his dad's brother were tied into them, right? Like these were all things that not conservatives were saying, the business partners of Hunter Biden. And they were saying them on record over and over and over again. And the media did not cover it. And the reason they didn't cover it, and they foreshadowed this for literally years beforehand, because they said over and over again, they blamed themselves for Donald Trump's loss, uh, for Donald Trump's win in 2016 and the Hillary Clinton loss. They In their internal narrative of what happened in 2016, it wasn't that people were frustrated with Washington. It wasn't that a working class people were rising up. It wasn't uh, it disaffected Democrats switching sides and voting for Donald Trump. That wasn't it. What it was to the media was that they believed they spent too much time talking about Hillary Clinton's emails. They believed in their internal analysis that they focused so much on this little story because, you know, they they had scandals for Trump, but they believed and they had scandals for Hillary and they tried to even out the coverage too much. Again, this is insane. I, I, I acknowledge this. This is an insane view of the 2016 election. But the mainstream media believed that they, they gave credence to these theories about Hillary Clinton's emails and, that, and, and the FBI investigation that was tied to it. And they said, well, we're not going to let that happen again. We're not going to give oxygen to these fringe stories. And so when one came up right by the election again, that was completely legitimate that they now acknowledge there was evidence of a much wider investigation on under Biden. They just didn't cover it. And now they're paying this cost. They're saying, "Okay, now the elections happened and we'll all come out and we'll put it out there and we'll get we'll take the criticism from the right and everyone will have their headlines and we'll look like idiots, but they don't care. They don't care. But because, they, and they they're they not actually care. taking. They're not actually still not telling the truth because on that uh, on that computer that they now say, "Uh oh, looks like there's something on the computer." It is proof that Joe Biden was involved. They're only making this about taxes, mm-hmm. a diamond, and Hunter Biden. They are not even pursuing. Wait a minute. If that's true, then the stuff on the server is true. Who's the big guy? Joe Biden. So they are not actually telling the truth. No. Even yet today. Back with Alan Dershowitz in just a couple of minutes. And we really want to hear Alan Dershowitz's opinion on the Texas Supreme Court. Uh, I have no idea what he's going to say. May like it, may not, but like to hear it. Omaha Steaks. One of the things that's really exciting about home, uh, the holiday season is... Stuffing food into your face. I mean, let's be honest. Yes, it has come down to that. Stuffing food into our faces. It makes me almost tear up. It does. Right now, you can get the Deluxe Griller Assortment from Omaha Steak, which has everything. It has spoon steaks. You know what spoon? This is an actual term that uh, cattlemen use, spoon steaks. It's so tender, you can, you can cut it with a spoon. That's the kind of steaks you're going to get from Omaha Steaks. They're delicious. Plus, if you type in uh, Beck into the search bar, 
It's going to take you to the gourmet grill packs where you're going to get special discounts and you're going to get four free burgers and a free digital meat thermometer at omahasteaks.com. Make sure you put Beck into the search bar to find these things. It's omahasteaks.com. This is the Glenn Beck Program. We have Mr. Alan Dershowitz uh, from the podcast The Dersh Show uh with us now alan how are you sir hey i'm doing great how about you i'm good so i don't know if i want to hear your opinion or whether i'm going to like it or not but i know you're going to give me an honest view of the constitution and that's important um because you have demonstrated uh, not being a political player you actually stand with the constitution and i so appreciate that (laughs) Um, as I'm looking at the the Texas filing uh, with the Supreme Court, um, it seems to me that it creates tension between um, the Bush v. Gore verdict and whether that was proper or not. And does it apply now today? Is that even in the ballpark? Well, remember, the Supreme Court said, don't ever cite Bush versus Gore. That was a case for one day and one election only. So it's not supposed to be cited for precedent. Look, I think that Bush versus Gore was much easier. One state, 600 votes. Uh, Imagine a situation where the shoe were on the other foot, where, um, uh, say, Biden had uh, lost the election to Trump uh, by one state, and that state uh, were corrupt. And other states sued that state. I think the, my liberal Democrat colleagues would be saying, what a great creative lawsuit. Wow, we're behind it. Larry Tribe would be arguing the case enthusiastically, saying, of course, the state of New York has standing to challenge uh, Florida uh, or whatever. But now the shoe is on a different foot. And so all my academic colleagues are saying the lawsuit is silly, it's crazy. It's not crazy. The Constitution says a state can sue another state. And if the votes of one state, Texas, have been diluted by corruption in another state, and if, in fact, the president should be candidate X rather than candidate Y, I do think that there is standing by one state to challenge. The problem with the lawsuit are numbers, evidence, and timing not abstract theoretical constitutional issues. It's, two, it's the two-minute warning. There are no timeouts left, and they're on their own 10-yard line, and they have to produce evidence, not just allegations, that show that there are enough challenged votes that would make a difference in the outcome of the election. And that's a burden that's so, very hard to meet. Okay, so I think um, we agree. I, I, I mean, me personally, I have my feelings about this election and, and what happened. But it doesn't matter what my feelings are. We need facts. But don't right. you, aren't you, shouldn't they be uh, allowed the uh, ability to present those facts to the Supreme Court? And if they don't stand yeah. up, then they don't stand up. I agree. But the question is timing. How quickly can they do it? The Constitution doesn't designate uh, December 14th, but legislation designates the 14th as the day in which the electors vote. And is there really enough time between today and the 14th for the Supreme Court to listen and hear and evaluate the evidence? One of the criticisms, of course, has been that the courts have said, you should have brought these lawsuits earlier. You should have brought them 
before the election if there were challenges to things that you knew were going to happen, like mail-in ballots, or immediately after they? the election. Hmm? They, wait, wait, wait. But didn't they, but didn't they, they Alan... I mean, I remember I remember people challenging. Wait a minute. You can't change these at the last minute. You can't. You've got to go through the legislature. Those challenges were there in Pennsylvania and the Pennsylvania lawsuit, I predict, will be won. Uh, The question is, are there enough disputed votes in Pennsylvania? All the votes that were counted and received after Election Day I believe, will be discounted by the United States Supreme Court. We've certainly gotten that message from Justice Alito's early decision. The question is, are there enough such votes to overcome the 80,000 or so margin of victory that Biden seems to have won in Pennsylvania? That's the question. Should the Supreme Court, and this is uh, an academic question because I don't know if anybody can prove anything. And we can't operate on what we feel. We have to have proof. Um, But if they could produce, either side could produce evidence that this was uh, a a stolen election, um, should the Supreme Court rule even if it meant, sorry, you're going to have to flip the score. And I know that would cause all kinds of, it may even cause civil war, Shouldn't the Supreme Court stand with the rule of law and the Constitution, no matter the consequence or not? Yes, I think so. But the Supreme Court has to have credibility. As Alexander Hamilton wrote in the Federalist Papers, it has neither sword nor purse. It lives or dies by its credibility. And if it's a partisan decision and it's perceived as a partisan decision, a lot of Americans won't accept it. So I think they will not try to change the outcome of the election unless it's demonstrably clear from both a legal and a factual point of view, the burden is very, very heavy on those who would change an election. Remember, before we desegregated America, the Supreme Court waited until it had a nine-to-nothing opinion. They were seven-to-two a few years earlier, but Chief Justice Warren said, no, if you're going to desegregate the South, you need to have unanimity. You can't give the other side any basis for saying this is not the law. And I think the same thing would be true if you wanted to reverse an election. It would have to be an overwhelming decision at the Supreme Court, not along partisan lines. I think that's why, um, I mean, we were just talking about it, that even if you accept it and you say, let's look at it, the decision comes out and it's and Clarence Thomas says no, Amy Coney Barrett says no, then it has credibility. But if you don't accept it and at least hear it, you feel like, you know, something justice isn't being done. Hear it and then unite on the answer. I I agree with that. I think the American public has the right to know not only for this election, but for future elections, because, look, we've seen so many challenged elections in the 21st century, starting with 2000. You know, there were complaints about the 16 election. Um, We're going to get more complaints as more people vote by mail and by computer. Um, we're going to see more challenges. So, you know, I've suggested establishing for the future a voter integrity panel, VIP, consisting of VIPs, former justices, presidents of universities, ministers, priests and rabbis, you name it, people who are objective and nonpartisan, and all complaints before the election, during the election, after the election, 
can be brought to them for a factual assessment. So we, the public, can know the truth. Today, with the exception of my podcast and your show, nobody knows where to go to to get the truth. You can't get it on most mainstream media. You're going to get biased. And so I think we need to have a trusted institution that could tell us what's going on with the counting and with the election. I don't know. I don't know any institution that could uh, withstand the societal push towards control of everything. Uh, I think that's a longer discussion. Um, Real quick, I've got about 20 seconds. Is it going to be heard by the Supreme Court or not? I wish I knew. Uh, I think the Supreme Court should write something and say something. They shouldn't. They shouldn't simply dismiss and leave it to us to speculate. Thank you very much, Alan Dershowitz. Have a safe weekend. I will say hello to the president for all of you who are supporting him tonight uh, as I uh, meet with him and he meets my daughter. This is the Glenn Beck.